want to continue in our journey as we operated our word for the year, the word transformation. Uh, we have been praying for transformation to take place in, in our lives uh, for the last several months. Uh, we believe that when that, that, that's God's desire for us, that, that, that when we come to know him as Lord and Savior, he, he transforms and he changes who we are. And so we've been operating with this word transformation uh, throughout this year, and, and our teaching series have lined up with that. You know, it was interesting to me that the, the Lord gives, gave me that word for the year back this time last spring. Uh, we would normally be getting ready to head out for staff retreat here in a few weeks. And it's at staff retreat that I unveil and share with him the word for the year that I believe the Lord has for us. We then unveil that to, to the total church family in September at our vision day. And, 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 and our teaching this year has been mapped out since September in relation to this word transformation. And, and, and I know that, that, that a lot of times we as pastors are, are so quick and it's good sometimes to call what we call an audible, meaning that based on the situations and circumstances going on in the world around us, we may preach what we call a one-off, a sermon to address or, or direct our thoughts or attention towards the very need in our culture today. And, and, and we've done that uh, and, and many today will be doing that. Uh, I'm going to let you know that today we're going to continue in this teaching plan that, that God revealed to, to us back last fall. Uh, because I, I believe this, although the circumstances and situations that we find ourselves living in today have maybe caught us by surprise and taken us off guard, they have not done that to God in heaven. Are, are you with me? And, and I believe that God knew he was already setting us up and positioning us for what what he believed would be a word from this house to people that would dial in and listen. And so today we're going to continue in this journey, uh, this teaching direction that the Holy Spirit of God revealed this last fall. We, we just came off of an incredible series called The Emblem, a, a series that dealt with the cross of Jesus Christ and what it stood for and what it was all about. I'm telling you, over the last four to five weeks, there have probably uh, not been as many questions people asking themselves, hey, where do I stand when it comes to death? And so therefore, I just think, again, God knew what was needed in this time for us to be giving people an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to respond to the cross of Jesus Christ and give their life to him so that their life here on earth could be filled with purpose, meaning, and direction, but also that their eternity would be sealed with him one day in, in glory. Are you with me? Uh, we celebrated last week Easter, Resurrection Sunday, the, 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 the Super Bowl of, of, of all Sundays, right? The most attended day on the church calendar. Out of all the 52 weeks, it's Easter weekend. I, I was chatting with, with several of my pastor friends this morning early and just encouraging one another. We kind of talk trash to one another in kind of a holy way, an encouraging way. Uh, but, but one of the thoughts brought us, you know, Easter, most attended Sunday of the calendar year, but then the week after Easter, you know, just the, 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 the attendance is not as great. You know, the, the, the houses are, uh, of worship are not as full. Well, the reality is that didn't catch God by surprise either because this house is as full as it's been the last six weeks. Come on, God knows what he's doing, right? And let me just tell you something. This is still Resurrection Sunday. Our Savior is still alive. That tomb is still empty. 
And so that's why we celebrate today. It is still Easter. It is still Resurrection Sunday. And so I just think God still knows what he's doing. And so we're going to continue in this teaching direction and theme that God wants us, I believe, to understand. He wants to bring transformation into our lives. And we've talked about how the word of God does that. We've talked about how Jesus can do that in a person's life. We talked last week how the empty tomb can transform us. Well, today I want us to continue as we talk about transformation. And we're going to look at a new series, a new journey dealing with, as you've already seen in the bumper video, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now, now I know that, 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 that just bringing up that phrase conjures up so many thoughts and ideas, so many, um, um, maybe some misconceptions about who the Holy Spirit is and what he does in our lives, um, some of the manifestations and the ways that maybe he even works in our culture today. And, 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 and it's just baffling to me because I, I hope that as we see in our journey over the next few weeks is that this thing called the Holy Spirit, guys, is a wonderful gift that Jesus has left with us. He, he, he left and we're going to find that out today. Who is this Holy Spirit? But, but listen, some of you right now, you're, 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 you're writing this off because you're, you just, you're, you're not maybe as educated when it comes to, or you don't know as much about this person of the Holy Spirit. And I called him a person. He is a person. He is not an it. He is a person. Some of us are scared of the Holy Spirit. Some of us lack knowledge and information. Some of us have, have seen maybe some abuses. I, I remember when I was in college receiving my degree that, that I took a course in which it, it exposed us to, to different world religions and cults. We, we, we were encouraged to, to look at and dive in and even participate, not, not in occultic activity, but, but, but maybe to participate in some uh, different types of worship experiences. And I never forget going to a place in which it was just a little bit different worship environment than what my tradition had brought me up in. And, and I just got to be honest with you, I'm, 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 you know, 20 years old and it weirded me out. It freaked me out. And so I get it. Some of us maybe have been exposed to, to some things that, well, we were just new to us. And, and we've made this statement before here in this house and, and some of you like it and some of you don't, but the reality of it is this, just because you've not experienced something doesn't make it not real. And for some of us, I think when it comes to the Holy Spirit of God, because maybe we have a lack of knowledge, some of us are scared of it, some of us have, have, have not experienced it on some levels as, as others have, we, we tend to maybe write him off. We, we, we tend to discount or discredit what the Spirit of God is capable of. And therefore, I believe so many of us, like I prayed earlier, are living empty and powerless lives. Listen, this person of the Holy Spirit was left for us by Jesus. It was promised and he was left for us to infuse your life, to empower you to live the life that you were created to live. And you need not be afraid. You need not be scared of this person called the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to set out on a journey today to try to understand who he is. I want you to begin to, to be able to wrap your mind around this, this, what can maybe for some of us be a, a, an impossible concept to catch. Who is 
the person. Now, why would, why, why would I deal with the Holy Spirit? L- listen, I, I, the, 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 you, you can't live the Christian life that, 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 that Jesus offers you. you. You can't live your Christian life to its fullest potential without understanding who the Holy Spirit is and what he can do in your life. In fact, I would just make this statement as well. These, this, this book here, the, 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 this thing called the Gospels, the Gospel of Jesus, listen, the, the, this thing is null and void. It is worthless unless we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work through it and reveal to us what the Word of God says. It is important that we understand who the Holy Spirit is, how he works, and more importantly, what that means for us in our lives today. And so that's where we're going to go over the next several weeks. And, uh, and, and, and I hope that it is an awakening for us. Listen, what our nation needs is revival. And I believe what's going to bring that is a mighty move of the Holy Spirit of God across our land. Not only here, but around the globe. And I believe that the stage has been set. I believe that the Spirit of God is ready. I believe that he has more people than maybe... There are other times in history we can trace back and look and see. But, but bottom line, he's got our attention, does he not? He has our attention. And I believe that your life, you're poised and you're ready to experience a fresh encounter with the Spirit of God. And I'm praying that you will allow that to happen in your life today. So let's not be scared. Let's not be afraid of it. And, and, and hey, and let's not let tradition stifle a move of the Spirit in your life. For years, that was my story, is that my tradition did not make a big deal about the Holy Spirit of God. And I missed out for several, year, several years of my life on, on the power that was available to me. I'm not saying that God wasn't in my life because we believe that when a person professes and asks Jesus Christ to come into their life, the spirit of God is planted within that person. But I'm telling you, up until just a few years ago, there was a new awakening. There was a new feeling that took place in my life. A new power came over me than ever before. And I'm praying that for you. you let's not let tradition or our past experiences limit or hinder what this new move, this new work of God is for your life and for our nation. So who is the Holy Spirit? Well, I wanna let you know this. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. It's the three persons of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, now listen, that is a hard concept for us to wrap our minds around. Listen, we know the Bible is quite clear that there is only one true God. So you need to know that. But, but, but what, what, how, how can we explain God in three? He takes on three different personas, you might say. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, I like to use this illustration of water. Water in its most simplest component is, is it's known as H2O, is it not? It's, it's one component. But yet we know that water can take on three different types of forms. It can take on liquid, it can take on ice, and it can be even vapor. It's still H2O, but it's just in a different state. 
correct? And also, you, you can look at it maybe from the perspective of, of an egg. An egg is an egg, but within the egg, we find a yolk, we find an egg white, and we find a shell. All three of those things, they're, they're, they're individual, but yet they all still work together to create what you know as as an egg. Now that might be a silly little uh, illustration to kind of help you understand, but the reality is the Holy Spirit of, is, 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 is a part of this thing called the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father and the Son are not in any greater equal or importance than even this person, the Holy, Holy Spirit. We don't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot in churches. Pastors are afraid to do so, right? But, but make no mistake, he is as equal as the Father and the Son. I found an incredible little video that might kind of jumpstart our thinking in relation to the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's a video on the Holy Spirit, and it's put out by a group called The Bible Project, and so uh, I, I want us just to pause for the next four minutes, and I want you to watch this, this great illustrative video on who the Holy Spirit is by the Bible Project. If you've ever heard the phrase, the Holy Spirit, and you want to know what it means, where do you start? Well, you have to start on page one of the Bible, where the uncreated world is depicted as this dark, chaotic place. But then above the chaos, God's Spirit is there, hovering, ready to bring about life and order and beauty. Okay, but... What is God's spirit? Yeah, so the spirit is the way the biblical authors talk about God's personal presence. The Hebrew word is ruach. Ruach. Yeah, you got to clear your throat at the end. So what is it? Well, ruach can refer to a number of different things, but what they all have in common is energy. Energy, how so? So there's an invisible energy that makes the clouds move or the tree branches sway. Right, wind. So in Hebrew, that's ruach. Okay. Now take a big breath. So you feel that inside you? Yeah, the air? Well, specifically the energy, right? The vitality in your body that you get from breathing deeply, that too is ruach. And this is the same word used in the Bible to describe God's personal presence. Just like wind and breath are invisible, God's spirit is invisible. Wind is powerful, and so God's spirit is powerful. And just as breath keeps us alive, so God's spirit sustains all of life. Yeah, ruach. Now, as we continue on in the story of the Bible, we see God's Ruach giving special empowerment to people for specific tasks. The first person in the Bible this happens to is Joseph. God's Spirit enables him to understand and interpret dreams. And then it happens to this guy named Bezalel, and he's an artist. God's Spirit empowers him with wisdom and skills. He's given creative genius to make beautiful things in the tabernacle. And we also see God's Ruach empower a group of people called the prophets. They're able to see what's happening happening in history from God's point of view. That's exactly right. And here's the problem as the prophets saw it. While God's Ruach had created a really good world, humans have given in to evil. They've unleashed chaos into it through their injustice. A new type of disorder. Yes, and the prophet said the spirit would come, just like in Genesis 1, but now to transform the human heart, to empower people to truly love God and others. How will this new act of God's spirit happen? Well, centuries pass and we are introduced to Jesus. And at the beginning of his mission, there's this beautiful scene where Jesus is being baptized in the waters of the Jordan River. 
Yeah, the sky opens up and God's spirit comes and rests on him like a bird. The story saying that God's spirit is empowering Jesus to begin the new creation. And we see this happening when he heals people or forgives their sins. He's creating life where there once was death. Now, Israel's religious leaders oppose Jesus and they eventually have him killed. But even here, God's spirit is at work. The earliest disciples of Jesus, who saw him alive from the dead, said it was God's energizing spirit that raised Jesus. This is the beginning of new creation. Yes, and it's still going. When Jesus appeared to his closest followers, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And soon after that, the spirit powerfully comes on all of his disciples. So that they can become a part of this new creation and share the good news and learn how to live by the energy and influence of God's spirit. And so today, the spirit is still hovering in dark places. Yes, pointing people to Jesus, transforming and empowering them so they can love God and others. And the Christian hope is that the spirit is going to finish the job. The story of the Bible ends with a vision of a new humanity, living in a new world that's permeated with God's love and life-giving spirit. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one, all equal, different personas, different actions. God created and provided the way. Jesus showed and became the way. The Holy Spirit is what fills us and empowers us to live out the way. Here's what I want you to see today in relation to the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is God's presence with us. God is with us. We just several uh, months ago celebrated Christmas and, and one of the names at Christmas is, is the name Emmanuel and that very name means God with us, right? Jesus came and he lived and he walked on this earth and, and he was present with us, right? We, we see throughout his life that, that the Holy Spirit was even present with Jesus through every stage of his life. In fact, I'm, let me just remind you that in the book of Luke, when the angel came, the angel replied and said this to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. But the Holy Spirit was already present there. The Holy Spirit was present during creation. The Holy Spirit was present during the, the days of the prophets. The Holy Spirit, God's presence was, was, was symbolic in the Ark of the Covenant. Wherever it went was the Spirit of God. Are you with me there? We know that even in Jesus' baptism, as it was articulated on the video here, that the Spirit was present there. Matthew 3.16 says, After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling 
on him. This is important. Before Jesus begins his earthly ministry. Listen, Jesus is already God. He is the son of God. But before Jesus begins his earthly ministry, he's baptized. And there is this this infusing, there's this power, there's this presence known as the Holy Spirit of God that comes upon him. As we continue to look even at the life of Jesus, we know that Jesus taught about the power of the Holy Spirit. He told his disciples that there would be one coming after him that would even greater things would be accomplished. And it's great that he comes and I leave you. You need this. He instructed his disciples to go and to wait. This thing of the Holy Spirit, this person of the Holy Spirit was so important. It's a big deal. It's not some side note to God, the father and the son. Friends, make no mistake about it. We need the presence of God. We need the power of the Holy Spirit of God, his presence in our lives. Jesus, when he was with his disciples in that upper room, began to share with them about his departure And as you can imagine, they were dazed and confused and wondering, where are you going? Lord, we've been together for three years. We left everything to come and follow you. And now you're telling us you're leaving? How heartbroken they must have been. But Jesus in that moment begins to shift gears and begins to explain to them, listen, I'm leaving. I'm going to prepare a place for you. But make no mistake about it. I'm physically leaving, but there is one coming whose presence with you, in you, will accomplish far more than what we've accomplished together. And Jesus gives this promise in John chapter 14. Let me read to you what it says, beginning in verse 16. Jesus says, I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate. Some translations say helper or counselor or encourager. Uh, Jesus says, uh, be, uh, the father will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Okay, so the Holy Spirit was already with them, but later it would live in them. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. And when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in the Father and you are in me. Jesus promises this, this helper, this advocate. In the Greek word, it's the word parakletos, paraclete. And, 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 and we get those other words that mean comforter or encourager or counselor or helper. That's what the word paraclete means on the screen that you're looking at right now. It means comforter and encourager or counselor or helper. That's what Jesus promises in John that he would leave. I'm physically leaving you, but make no mistake about it. The paraclete, the advocate is coming. 
and he will be with you. Jesus goes on to also explain in, 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 in John chapter 14, verse 26, that not only will this one that comes after I physically leave you, that will, will be in you. Listen, he, he, he will not only be your helper, your advocate, or your counselor, your paraclete, but he will also be the spirit of truth. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will show you what's right through. Now, next week, we're going to begin to talk more about what the Holy Spirit does in our lives today and what role it plays. But I love this imagery that Jesus says he will also be the spirit of truth in John 14, verse 26. But when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I I have told you. And then in John chapter 16, verse verse 13, Jesus says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Are you seeing something here? Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Why do we need its power in us? Because he guides us and leads us into all truth. Listen, I've said this before and I want to make this statement again. Truth is not discovered, it is revealed. See, a lot of us believe that, oh man, I'm so good, I'm so smart, I can take the word of God and I can read it and understand it. And Listen, it's not about you. That is one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. He is truth. He guides us into truth. As we expose ourselves to the truth of the word of God, the Holy Spirit begins to illuminate and, 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 and show us what it's all about. Even in our lives, and we're gonna get into this more next week, but just spoiler alert, but the Holy Spirit guides us and directs our lives lives, or maybe even in your life, whenever there's something that you know you screw up. Have you screwed up this week? Man, I, I had a horrible day Friday. Friday was awful. Just a pastor moment. It was, it was an awful day. I was a jerk. I was a you can fill in the blank, but I'm in church. I'm not going to say what I wanted to say because I'm in church, right? But, but I just, I messed up. And, 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 and what happened is the Holy Spirit convicting that welled up within me. Of course, my wife also, she's my other Holy Spirit 2.0 or 3.0. She, she reminded me, right, of, 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 of what I'd done. But, but, but that's what he does. He, he says, listen, this is not my desire for you. You're off here. Hey, this is what the word of God says. Or hey, this is my desire for your life and a direction I want you to. He guides us in to all truth. I love that the Holy Spirit is our helper. I'm so thankful that, that Jesus says, guys, listen, I'm leaving here, but make no mistake about it. My work will not end because listen, there is a new power that is gonna overtake you, you 11 at this point, you 11 or, or, or 12, actually when he first gave the word, but, but, but there's a new power that's gonna overtake you guys and through which you will do even greater things. My work is not finished after three years. Oh no, fellas, come on. It's just getting started. I'm gonna send this helper. Someone's gonna be with you. You might be sad and downtrodden for a few days, but I'm telling you, in a few days later on, I'm gonna give you some other GPS coordinates of a place I want you to go, and I'm gonna send somebody. Come on. Whew. Mm, that will fill you. 
and empower you to do even greater things. I am so thankful that Jesus left us a helper, that God knew that, 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 that we would need someone to continue to guide us and lead us, reveal truth to us, to empower us to do even greater things in the days to come. In fact, Jesus says in the book of John chapter 16, verse 17, he says, in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, this helper, this encourager, this advocate, he won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him to you. So guys, here's what I think of when I think about the Holy Spirit. I, I think of the Holy Spirit as God's presence with us. It's not only just God being present with us, but it's, it's God's power and his presence in us, infusing us and empowering us to live this life that he's called us to live. And, it, and it's, it's not for our glory. It's, it's, it's not so that we can, can toot our own horn or, or have our name up. And like, no, no, we, we're infused to live this life and we live this life through the power of the Spirit within us for the glory of God. For the glory of God. We, 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 we put Him on display and make no mistake about it, check this out, believer in Jesus Christ, those of you that have said yes to Jesus, I already told you that when you said that, when you made that declaration, this spirit, this Holy Spirit was planted within you. And check this out now. Jesus is not physically present with us as Jesus today, but his spirit lives within us. And therefore you and I as the carriers of the Holy Spirit of God are to let him out. We're to put him on display. That's why I need the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm not afraid of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the presence of God living in me, empowering me to live the life he's called me to, not for my glory, but all for his. I don't know about you, but my flesh, just as it did Friday, still wells up within me. And I need this power. I need it present in my life. So don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. And I would just close with this. Let's not limit the Holy Spirit. Listen, you cannot live the God-honoring life you were created for without the work of the Holy Spirit in you. You can't. Don't limit that. Don't limit the work of the Spirit. Listen, even the video reminded us today that after Jesus was crucified, Father, to your hands I commit my spirit. He prayed and then he died. But the spirit raised him from the grave after three days. That spirit's what comes upon a group of 120 in an upper room. Oh, come on. It's that same spirit that wants to be loosed on our culture today. You want to see revival? You want to see a move of God? It's going to happen as we not limit the work of the Holy Spirit. Listen, do you believe that with the Spirit within you, God is able to do things that you can't even imagine right now? Or are you going to continue to operate and let your tradition or your knowledge up to this point hinder and limit a work of God? 
me just read to you a couple of scriptures and then we don't have these on the screens. This was just bonus Bible that came to me right before I entered this room today. But let me just remind you what Jeremiah chapter 33, verse three says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. So even right there, God is saying, listen, if you'll just ask me, I want to share with you some things that, hey, you, you can't figure out or understand on your own. It's gonna require me. And oh no, by the way, it's about things to come. No one else knows this, but I'm God and you're not. But if you'll just ask me, I wanna show you some things that you don't know. We know tradition. I want, no, God's, I want to show you some things you don't know about things to come. That's Old Testament. Okay, well, let me show you some New Testament then. Because in Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, it says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Listen, when I look at the word of God, it's quite clear to me that God is able to do things that I can't imagine or think about. What seems impossible is possible because of the Holy Spirit of God. And so that's my challenge as I close today. Let's not limit. Let's not be afraid. He's our helper. But let's not limit what God is able to do through the work of this person <clears throat> known as the Holy Spirit. And so Father, that's my prayer for everyone watching right now. God, I'm excited about this journey. God, we believe you are what we need now more than ever before. And Father, this is the time for us to usher in the very presence of God, the Holy Spirit of God. God, we need a move. We need you, Lord. Father, I'm praying against tradition. I'm praying against lack of knowledge. I'm praying against fear. I'm praying against past misconceptions that we've seen demonstrated. I am praying for a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God who reveals truth, all truth, and leads us into it. Rise up within us, Lord, and do what only you can do. All for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. Thank you guys so much. I pray you have a blessed week. We're praying for you and we will see you, well, when we can see you.